0: Hi, welcome back to Engage. We're continuing on our series of how to boost your VQ or virtual quotient. Now, in our last episode, we shared that we spoke with women business owners at the National Association of Women Business Owners, the Philadelphia chapter, and had a great interactive workshop on why we need to boost our virtual skills. And we talked about the first principle, which is knowing your own virtual persona and creating as strong a persona as you can. Today, we're going to dive into the second principle, which is channel choice matters. So choose wisely. And I'll talk about this principle by beginning with a little story. Okay, in our line of work, we have the pleasure of creating presentations for many of our clients. We design visuals, we create talking points that will really be compelling and engaging to audiences. And sometimes when those presentations are being given live in a large setting, we will partner with production companies who help us transform those visuals to project on the big screen and create an even more powerful experience. Now, before I go further on my story about this principle, I want to make a little note, not all production companies are created equal and yes, I have my favorites my all time favorite and if you ever have the opportunity to work with them, I highly recommend invent group. They are truly pioneers in brand experiences and meeting production, the 180 group is also a lovely organization to partner with. Neither of those are the subject of this story that I'm about to tell you, which is a true story. So we were working on one of those presentations that was to be delivered in a live setting. And I'm sitting at my home office one day, happily ahead of schedule, literally about six weeks ahead of when the presentation was going to be delivered, which by the way, is how we like to operate here at KDH Consulting. I was working on something different, and I see an email come in to my inbox from the production company. They had just returned the second round of edits on our visuals and talking points for our review. Now, I didn't respond to the email. There was a standing meeting happening that afternoon, and I'd be prepared to give them an update on whether or not we'd need a round three of edits and to give them a timeline timeline on when I could get back to them. So I continued working on my different task. Two minutes later, I receive a chat message from a member of the production team. Just wanted to let you know the second set of revisions are in your email box waiting for your review. Fine, I keep working. Four minutes later, I get a text from same production company person that says, I'm not sure if you're away from your desk this morning or not, Just wanted to let you know, we sent you a message to let you know the second round of revisions is in your inbox waiting for your review. Okay, I continue on my task at hand. Nine minutes later, the phone rings and I'm sure you know who it is. Honest to goodness, it's the production company. Now in fairness to them, they were calling on a different matter that was a bit time sensitive. So we resolved that issue quickly, but at the end of the call, they said, oh, and by the way, we sent you a message to let you know that the second round of edits are in your inbox waiting for your review. I took a deep breath. I said, thank you. Yes. I saw those come in and I will let you know where we stand at this afternoon's weekly meeting, which we talked about. So all in five different channels, on the same subject. Now, this is definitely low VQ, and I like to call it a classic definition of channel spamming. There's a little known statistic out there that for every new channel you use to engage me, there's a 20 to 30% decrease in my motivation to respond. Now, I say me, but that's really all of us. When you think about it, we are drowning in information. Think about your inbox and how filled that gets. And that's just your business inbox, right? When you add in other channels that people are trying to reach you, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So the important principle here is know what channel to use when. And now I'm gonna tell you another little story about how I came to learn this valuable principle. A friend of mine who has exceptional high VQ told me how he and his team communicate. Now, fun fact, he manages a team of 12, four of whom he's never met in person, all hired during the pandemic, never set eyes on these people face to face and yet has created a well-oiled machine, a high culture, a high VQ, high functioning team. So when I sat down with my friend not long ago and asked him what really was behind his ability to drive the team's productivity and keep them connected and engaged in their work, the answer in part was channel choice. And what he said was, my team knows how and when to reach each other. So I probed a little further and came to find that, yes, they use many channels. They have a clear and distinct use for channels and they have a consistent understanding of which channel to use when. So, for example, he shared that they have a group text. Everyone on the team belongs to this group text and it is solely focused on non-work items. Someone goes on vacation. Someone gets a new puppy, someone has a child graduate from high school or college, that's the place. They share photos, they give updates. And by the way, there's never any expectation of a response. But of course, he went on to share that there's lots of response and lots of interactivity. People like, they give emojis uh, and lots of comments. And that really creates a cohesive team element to his group. They also use text when there's an urgent matter. So, when he needs to get a hold of an individual on his team to get a quick answer, or vice versa, someone on his team needs to reach him urgently for a decision, for input, to get sign off on something, they use text with very specific use. They don't go into long text strings to explain what the issue is. They simply say, I need to speak with you at your earliest convenience. When are you free? And that's a signal to every team member, Okay, this is important. And I will get back to the person and arrange a time to have a discussion about the matter at hand. Now, they happen to be on Microsoft Teams, so they also use the chat function. And here, the color coding system works well. If the light is green, the expectation is that the person is available to respond and to have an interaction, but they also keep it pretty short. So the idea behind their use of chat is short answers. Yes or no. How many people are coming to that meeting? Did we get the contract signed? Where can I find that file? It's not meant to be long, detailed conversations. They save that for live Teams meetings or other formats where they can get together and have real dialogue. And last but not least, they use email when they need to have reflection from the team or input some feedback that might take a little longer than any of the other channels that we've described so far. And always when they're using that channel, they add a time for returning feedback. Please give us your comments by Tuesday, we'd appreciate if you have thoughts or reactions to get it to us by a week from Monday, etc. So in the end, This principle is all about a place or channel for everything and everything in its channel. Imagine if your team functioned that way. Imagine the decrease in channel spamming, which is definitely low VQ and imagine the boost in your team's productivity. Now, if you'd like to see a framework for how to use channels, I invite you to click on this link and let us know how we can send it to you. But in the meantime, just remember, high VQ involves having your best virtual persona and knowing when and how to use the channels to reach your team. Now we'll be back soon with principle number three, and thanks for dropping by. Talk to you soon.